Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This is Black Boundaries Podcast. I'm Nick Butler, and I'm here with... Terrell Williams. And today we're talking about having a quarter-life crisis. Now, we've both had this experience at some point in our lives, so we're just going to give a little background information on what we went through personally. Do you want to start with your story or? All right. Well, first I'm going to say, talk about like what a quarter life crisis is. All right. What is a quarter life crisis? A quarter life crisis is a period of uncertainty and questioning that typically occurs when people feel trapped, uninspired, and disillusioned during their mid twenties to early thirties. Wow. Okay. That makes perfect sense because that's exactly what we experienced. And there's a lot of young people who go through that, that that's that college phase. Yeah. Like life after college, it can be really shitty sometimes yes a hundred percent yeah and you get that feeling of what am i gonna do did i choose the right career field is this gonna lead me to a happy better lifestyle or am i stuck exactly because that's typically what you feel it's like this impending doom over you yes it's a terrible sluggish feeling and it causes you to be less motivated yeah so you're less likely to do more you feel like you should do more but you feel like somehow it's impossible yeah um wow that's great okay good intro so should we hop into these experiences apparently i'm really eager to talk yeah, about hey, these experiences yeah, yeah you go first man. okay i'll go ahead and share my story so it must have been around 2000 and probably 15 to 16. i had just graduated from georgia southern university i got my degree in journalism and i was ready to break out into the field i was like i'm ready to get a job i'm gonna start applying And it took me a while to find something. I was looking, I was searching, just applying to a bunch of different places. I was on LinkedIn almost every single day. I was going in and talking to people who were career advisors at my, um, at this local employment agency, but nothing was happening. It just wasn't helping me. And then I started looking at extending my education. I started looking into graduate programs, which I ultimately decided to go to SCAD, but even then it wasn't enough. I felt like I had just finished school, so why do I need to go back? Right. And I didn't feel motivated. It was like, this is something that I have to do at this point, and it felt a little forced, even mm-hmm. though it was a part of my interest. But just waiting on a response from the job market is one of the worst feelings ever. Yeah. It's like, no one wants me. My application sucks. My portfolio is weak. Did you like apply for jobs that you really wanted at the time and you didn't get them? Yes. That's, that's the main thing. I'm glad that you said yeah. that because I applied to a lot of graphic design positions and a lot of writing positions and I just wasn't getting a response. And I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I don't have the internship experience. Maybe I don't have... You know, some of those things that you need for an entry-level career to really jump off. Yeah. And man, that was one of the worst feelings of my life. I went into the graduate program and, you know, I was happy with it. But man, that feeling of like, this is what I have to do. I have to spend more money. I have to pay tuition all over again. You know, it's just, it's a really bad feeling. But during that time, I was uninspired. So. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like hard to like choose between, should I keep just like looking for work or mm-hmm. should I get more education because like you know time is ticking you know you don't want to be wasting your time exactly and you feel like you're a burden yeah you're staying at home with mom and dad exactly you just graduated you're supposed to be successful (laughs) yeah you just walk the stage everybody's cheering for you oh you went to school you did what you were supposed to and that's what it comes down to is that feeling i did what i was supposed to yeah everybody says college works and we all know college isn't for everybody but that's the feeling that you typically have is that you took the right steps. But exactly, yeah. We do yeah. what they tell us to do. <laughs> that's true. Then that's we get true. out there and they're like, 
hey, why don't you got a job yet? Exactly. Uh, I can't help that. <laughs> like, I can't I, hire myself. I can't make people give me a job. Exactly. So, like, my experience, it was just like, you know, after college, um, I was not looking for jobs or anything like that because uh, I was going back to Augusta, and I know the film industry was in Augusta, and my dad was working in the film industry, Perfect, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, um, I already know nepotism. I already got a job because, like, okay, you know, my okay. dad, he was, like, pretty, like, uh, well-known in the uh, area or whatever, and he could easily – get me onto things yeah um i worked on my first movie detroit crossing or renam uh indian movie i was a set pa and it freaking sucked wow Man, i was working like 12 to 17 hour days sometimes wow not getting overtime so making a hundred dollars a day oh, so yeah God. yeah so like y'all do the math it was like terrible so oh, um goodness. after that uh like that kind of like uh killed my uh motivation or joy or whatever to like work for movies but um i was like oh yeah there are still other positions that i can try that's and, true um so i did other positions and i started to like light them more than being a set pa you know getting coffee for people getting coffee for people and stuff yeah um, yeah it was uh it was way better uh, being a grip, um, a loader, doing DIT sometimes. But after a while, I wasn't really getting work like that. So I was just kind of at home oh, most of the time. The like, you know, consistency yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, consistency in Augusta was like bad. Like, you know, sometimes I was able to like go out to Atlanta and work on some things, but mm -hmm. it still wasn't consistent enough. Like, you know, I would make money, I would make good money, but. I would still have to pay bills at home, you know, helping moms out yeah. and stuff like that, buying groceries, paying like little bills or Doing whatever your like part. that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, because like you know, I don't want to be a burden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, after a while, work just kind of like ran dry, and I was kind of like at home. I had like like a nice little nest egg to like keep me safe, but I was still just there at yeah. home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're at home. <laughs> yeah, like you know, and I know like my mom. She was, I don't know. I think just because she was working and I wasn't working, she was like. Why don't you work? It's like, you know, she's yeah, tired yeah. It me. Seems like, yeah. It seems like you're not doing what you're supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. So really we were like trying. button heads all the time. Uh. And like that kind of added to like my quarter life crisis. I was feeling kind of like uh, depressed at the time or whatever. Like, Definitely. you know, more so like yeah. situational depression, not like clinical. Yeah, yeah. clinical. Yeah. yeah. So it was more so like that. And I was just. I was just sad, man. Yeah, I understand <laughs> right? that. I, I didn't know what did. to do. Like, you know, man, you we would talk on the phone all the time, talking about our situations <laughs> and stuff like that. We're like, bro, we something's got to change. So, like, you know, I was looking for jobs in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, couldn't find anything. Like, you know, I got a couple interviews, but it didn't, yeah, it didn't work out. out, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, that was my situation at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, like, phone conversations because I think that the best thing that you can do is reach out to other people who are in similar situations. Yeah. And people who, you know, you went to school with or maybe you had certain experiences with who understand what it's actually like to go through that. Exactly. Because there's a lot of people out there whose parents are wealthy. They get an internship. That leads to a job. They're right in the job market. They don't really know what it's like to go without. Yeah. They don't really have long, extended periods of nothing. Typically, those people can bounce back a lot easier. And the good thing about partnering with somebody who's been through those experiences is, number one, you're not crazy. People have been through it and it validates it for yourself when you have somebody else. But also you can find motivation. Like we would send each other jobs. We would talk through a lot of things and we figured out what we wanted to do yeah. in terms of our career and how we see ourselves in the future. Learning about starting our own business or freelancing, all these different things because of that experience. Exactly. So I think it was good in the long run. But in the moment, 
it felt tragic. It was I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah, um, it's it's like a really shitty feeling, man. Like I would not <laughs> wish that like again like upon like nobody, you know. Exactly. Um, like my yeah. little sister, I told her, hey. If you having problems finding work, or whatever you can come live with me for a little while, whatever you need, if you need to, like you know, come out to Texas, see how exactly. it is. <laughs> yeah, get refreshed, get out of that, get out of that state that you're in. Exactly. I think that that's what you have to do. Really pull yourself out of it. Yeah. Maybe if you're into motivational tapes, that may be helpful. Maybe it's watching people who are in the field that you're aspiring to. Watch yeah. successful people and listen to them. I love Gary V. Oh, he makes yeah. me want to get up and just do anything. Yo, I remember I would like send you and Nia some Gary V stuff sometimes, and I'd be like, y'all. Yes. Listen to this guy, dude. <laughs> and he, he motivated us, really, because he's like, you know, you're in your early 20s. You could be doing things on your own independently. And he was speaking a lot of truth from a different perspective because he's not like some young guy who's still in college. Yeah, yeah. But it was still cool to hear someone who's actually, you know, this this brilliant mind who's already doing what he wants to do. And he's telling everybody else, listen, you don't have to go through what they're telling you. Because like, again, we were saying, you feel like you're doing what you were told. Yeah. You feel like you went through every step. So it's nice to hear everything isn't so cookie cutter. Yeah. Everything isn't so perfect. Like you don't have to do like that traditional route of going to college or all that stuff. Like if you don't want to, college is definitely good. Like you was talking about earlier. But yeah. you, know, you, you know, you can like grind in different ways. Exactly. You have to figure out what's best for you. Yeah. But man, that's so crazy. It's just interesting to think back on that time. And I still experience it from time to time. Right. Oh yeah. 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 I think like before this started, we were talking about that. Like just now, like, you know, like our jobs now we like them, but mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we're not exactly doing the work we want to do. You know, working in higher education is not like it's not glamorous at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you don't really own anything. Exactly. There's nothing to really take away from it and say, I built that. That's mine. I mark my name on it. It's more so a decent transitional career, I'd say. Yeah. Like, and, uh, good benefits. <laughs> good, benefits. good benefits. Yes. And I have to say education has great benefits. Yeah. And the environment and the people I work with, like, I love the people and I love the environment. Yes. <laughs> it's really relaxed. And I think the corporate world really wasn't for me. So I'm, I'm grateful that it didn't work out because I could be in one of those situations where I'm working for someone and I'm making good money, but I hate it. And I hate myself for being in that situation. You know what I mean? That Definitely. can easily happen. You hear about people who are on Wall Street or in advertising and yeah, sometimes it can be rough, but if your personality is strong enough, if you have that hard exterior and you can deal with it, that's cool. But for me, I'm a bit of a softie, so <laughs> I know I'll take things personal. I might be a little sensitive, so it's better that I'm not in that environment. Yeah, like we're definitely creatives, you know? Yes. Like we want to do We want to voice stuff. our opinion. Yeah. yeah. We want to do our own thing, follow our own path. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, corporate world is definitely not for that. That's true. And I have a question for you, too. I've been thinking about this over the week when we came up with the topic. I was thinking, did you have anybody that you could be like, I can go to this person and I can explain as much as I want to them and they feel like the person that could take you to the next place? Because sometimes people have that, like a mentor or someone that they can go to. Mm -hmm. Did you ever find anyone who was like in film or someone that you may be got some experience from or advice uh shoot my dad yeah <laughs> yeah you know uh he would be like yo you gotta do this or this i can try to help you get onto this like but you know he can only help me so much but he helped me as much as he could because like you know 
most of the time when I wasn't working, he, he probably wasn't working either. But you know, yeah. he had like a st- he still had like a steady job that he can go to, and he would like give me work here and there to like do stuff. Okay. But, um, yeah, definitely him. He would just I he taught me so much about lighting and cinematography. It's crazy, uh, cause he just man, my dad. He started out installing security systems right yeah that's you told me that before yeah that's then crazy. all of a sudden he was djing and <laughs> installing security systems like you know he was a pretty good dj Hustling. and all of a sudden he was like getting involved in like film and stuff like that and it was crazy how that worked out because i was going to school for film and he didn't even know it you know <laughs> yeah it's crazy me and him had, that like, must have been such a shock yeah like. it was because like man we had like so like many of like the same interests you know yeah. <laughs> like from music to like film and stuff like that you know and uh, he's like a very creative person and so am i my mom's creative and you know i that's why i get all the stuff from you know yeah yeah that's where you get (laughs) all those skills yeah that's really great i think the person that i could go to honestly the most during that time was my oldest sister faith yeah she was the person who understood because as the oldest you know she had the responsibility of sort of setting the plane yeah <laughs> for everyone so i have three older sisters and i'm the youngest so with my oldest sister she was the first to go out to college and experience things she went into communication she had changed her major from nursing and everything that she went through i realized she got a lot of backlash because of family members saying oh you should do this or do that so i went to her and i would tell her everything like yeah. this is what i'm going through this is the type of things that are weighing on me. And she was really helpful during that time. And although she couldn't relate to me in a creative sense, cause she didn't fully understand what I was interested in. It was nice to have that validity of, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you just need that. Even if you can't necessarily give somebody advice and you can't help them to find a career, I think sometimes hearing them out and understanding where they're coming from and maybe having their back if you're like the older brother or sister and, you can explain things to your parents because they expect yeah, you to have a job. Parents don't get it because <laughs> they come from like a different, a different like era, you know. That's true. Where it it's was, a different time. Like I'm not saying that they found jobs very easily, but still, it was easier to find jobs back then. You know, That's it's way true. more competition now. Everybody's way more educated than they were back then. That's very true. Yeah, you know? and the course of jobs changed so fast. I think about positions and how quickly a name will change. Yeah. All because of one new implementation into that job. So people could be a social media coordinator and then all of a sudden you're a social media specialist slash media creative. It's like they add on so many different, you know, aspects to one job. Yeah, like you gotta like for social media for example, they want you to do photography. Yeah. Um, make some graphics, <laughs> do video, run the social media channels, like exactly. do some web designing. Like, dude. They're like, if you could do everything on create, like, Creative Cloud. <laughs> bro, that's like four or five different degrees. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> and you have to pay more for these jobs. Yeah. Because the expectation of pay is, it never matches what they're offering. It's ridiculous. I mean, they want you to do, like he said, multiple jobs and in the time frame that they expected. Yeah. So you're just confined to a schedule depending on what they choose. Exactly. Man, it's, it's kind of Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like everybody don't have like those multiple interests and talents like that. You That's know? true. I think that we're lucky in the fact that <laughs> we can do multiple things. Yeah, we, we got <laughs> extremely lucky with yeah. that. And that was things that we did outside of college. Exactly. Those, that was things that we discovered on YouTube or, you know, just having those personal interactions with people. But yeah, I mean, stay motivated. I think get yourself out of that rut is the main thing and kind of push yourself. Yeah. How do you think you got, got yourself out of your rut? 
Wow. Um, I think talking to you is definitely a part of it. Having yeah. somebody that I could relate to, having somebody that I could vent to, you know. And, of course, my oldest sister as well. And, of course, there was different people throughout my life. But I think what really pushed me was after the graduate program, when I got my degree from SCAD, I was really set on creating things for myself. Yeah. Because SCAD really emphasized doing what you want to do with your career. So they would ask you at different times throughout the um, course of the, the school, what is it that you plan on doing after this? And what's your initiative? And I think that motivated me to take more risk and to do things and to get into social media and start like vlogging and start doing these things that I wouldn't necessarily have done had I not had the information. That was a lot of hads, but you get the idea. Yeah, I think it was just taking a risk and doing some creative things outside of the box. Yeah, yeah. It's like seeing you do all your creative stuff definitely inspires me to like want to start doing even more stuff that yes. I'm doing now. You know what I'm yes. saying? <laughs> we feed off of each yeah, other. That's yeah. really how it works. Because yeah, you definitely helped me get out of my rut and, you know, getting this job and just listening to other podcasts, listening to like successful um, cinematographers and like yes. the positions that I want to be in, mm -hmm. that helped me as well. Cause I'm like, okay, I can like go out there and I can like just kind of try to get that work, do it for free if I have to. And, you know, eventually mm -hmm. build up a portfolio and get a job. You know, that's kind of like how I got this job from like my internship, doing free work for people. Right, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good point. And I think that's, that's another thing that really needs to be emphasized is really surrounding yourself around the right people. And don't be afraid to reach out as well. Yeah. Don't be afraid because that's what's going to help you to not only be happy with yourself in terms of having that social connection and being able to network with people, but also because that person could give you the smallest piece of advice that could be great motivation. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if you don't, like, really know somebody like that, mm -hmm. um, you can still reach out to them. Your network, like Nick was saying, you know, it's called the uh, – the uh, the strength of weak ties. I was talking to you about this earlier. Wow, but yes. I was, was kind of like just playing around with you, but yeah, like the strength of weak ties. That's just like uh, kind of it's kind of like a person that you really don't know that much can sometimes do way more for you than a person that you've known for a long time. You Very know? true. You know what I'm saying? So Very true. You can just reach out to somebody, potentially get a job, um, ask for a favor. Maybe people yeah. love like people love doing favors for people. It was oh not goodness. it was not a burden to them. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and like Terrell said, I like that you said earlier, working for free sometimes. Yeah. You could tell someone who's in a better position, hey, can I create this graphic for you? I have this idea for whatever it is, the project that you're working on. I just feel like it will be a great implementation. And they could say, hey, yeah, let me give this person a shot. Let me see what happens. And that could be something that's successful. Maybe it's not, but it's worth the chance because you don't lose anything yeah, when it yeah. comes down to exactly. it. Exactly. Like I did my internship for free. Um, did it for like a couple of months. Then I got let go. They didn't hire me because there you know, wasn't no positions open. Mm. But they hit me up to like shoot some stuff a couple of times for them. And I See? made money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's money that you need at the time. Yeah. A lot of people are looking so far ahead that you forget what's there for you in terms of resources immediately. Yeah. Things that you could be taking advantage of. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. You yeah. know, sometimes you got to eat those ramen noodles, eat those Hey, you got to make it work. <laughs> eat those peanut butter sandwiches. But, you know. Yeah. And I was really appreciative of Terrell letting me come out here and stay with him while I was waiting on this job, you know, to work at Texas State because I didn't I didn't have anyone in Texas. Yeah. It wasn't like I had a second option. You know, I have family that's out in Dallas, but I can't be making a trip from Dallas to San Marcos, you know, every day. So it was really 
you know, much appreciated that you gave me that opportunity to stay with you. So I appreciate that. Hey, man, no problem. I love having you here, bro. It's like so nice having a friend here to do stuff with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it worked you know, out. It really, really don't know nobody out. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. We can build. We can build something here. You yeah, know, two yeah. brains are better than one. So. Exactly. It's a great environment. You know, going to start freelancing soon. Yes. Going to start doing some more creative projects. It's going to be a great experience. Exactly. <laughs> to take you all through. All right. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. This has been Black Boundaries Podcast. You can check us out in a new episode. I'm Nick Butler. I'm Terrell Williams. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. See you later.